Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are back with another week of great baseball talk coming at you. A lot of stuff going on around Major League Baseball, college baseball. We got minor league baseball getting underway. Whole lot of stuff going on in the baseball world. It's it's a glorious time of year. I was just talking to a friend earlier today who was talking to me about the uh, NFL draft, and I had to tell him I have not been paying attention to football at all because the past three weeks, it has been 100% baseball for me. Trey, I know you've been uh, getting into some NASCAR stuff. you got a new gig over there, and you're uh, focusing on NASCAR a little bit, but I know you've been watching a lot of baseball too, and you got the Yankees with the big series against the Angels this week. Didn't go so well for the Yankees at the beginning, but uh, it's been a fun series to watch up there in New York. Yeah, so game one went to the Angels, and then game two is tonight as we record, and Aaron Judge shows uh, Shohei Otani, hey, maybe I am in your class, as he robs a Shohei Otani home run, and obviously Shohei's not pitching in the series, but then in the bottom of the second, he decides to hit a two-run blast, so, uh, you know, Aaron Judge showing out, you know, the three best players in baseball in one series, and Aaron Judge is showing why he belongs in that conversation tonight, so that's, uh, it was it's cool to see, yeah, a lot of great games been watching as much baseball as I can, and uh, yeah, it, it's a busy time. You got the NBA, NHL playoffs, obviously consuming that as much as I can, but uh, I, I do have baseball on my computer while I watch the other two on my TV, so I'm um, consuming as much as I can every night. It has definitely been a, uh, a really fun start to the Major League season, but before we get into that too much, we're going to talk a little bit about college baseball because we have passed the halfway point of the regular season for college baseball this past weekend. And uh, like we said last time on the podcast, Virginia Tech's season has not exactly gone how we hoped. They started off pretty strong. They struggled a little bit in conference play once they got into ACC games. But finally, a good weekend for Virginia Tech this past weekend as they sweep Georgia Tech at home, a huge ACC series victory for the Hokies. Uh, they they beat UVA in a series a couple weeks ago. Then they had just two games against Duke uh, two weeks ago, and they split those two games. But then finally, a sweep against Georgia Tech in Blacksburg. Huge weekend for Virginia Tech. They went on to lose to Radford on Tuesday, so you know not a great midweek game, but it happens. The, but that series against Georgia Tech was just massive for the Hokies, and uh, they're they're looking like they might be able to turn things around here in the second half of the season. And the um, D1Baseball.com has released their updated field of 64 for the 2023 NCAA Division I Baseball Tournament. And only two Virginia teams in there, Trey. And it's a little bit surprising because there are some other teams that I think could be considered in the uh, postseason field when you look at teams like Old Dominion and James Madison. But it's only Virginia Tech and UVA that are included in their updated field of 64. So going to be interesting to see how, sh- how things shake out as we go forward in the second half of this season. But obviously UVA is going to be included in Virginia Tech. We're hoping that they, they stay in the picture. Yeah, you could, um, 
you know, I, I think you touched on, I think ODU can be included in that. Uh, Liberty and VCU probably all among the favorites to win their conference. So I think they all have a shot at making it. Um, it, it it's going to be interesting to see. I think Tech is underwhelmed a little bit. Virginia is meeting expectations. Um, I think with Tech, it's obviously the pitching. And, uh, you know, UVA has looked really, really good and is, you know, one of the favorites in the ECC. Probably put them along with Wake Forest. Uh, but it's a deep conference, and getting a series win, uh, especially a series sweep, is always big in the ACC because it is a, a pretty loaded conference. For sure, it definitely is. Um, as we said, UVA and Virginia Tech, the only Virginia schools included in the D1Baseball.com field of 64 right now. Uh, still got a second half of the season to play. But teams like JMU, they are 20 and 15 on the season. Only five and eight in Sunbelt play, though, so not great in the conference. Old Dominion, they're 24 and 11 overall in the season, nine and six in conference play, though. So they're both having good seasons overall. They're struggling in conference play, just like Virginia Tech is, but we like we still have a whole half of the baseball season coming up to go. Uh, Virginia Tech this weekend, they head down to Tallahassee for a three-game series against Florida State. That starts Friday. First pitch is at 8 p.m., followed up by a game Saturday at 3 and Sunday morning at 11 a.m. UVA, they will head to Notre Dame this weekend for an ACC series in South Bend. The first pitch of that game is Friday night at 6, followed up Saturday at 3 and Sunday with a game at 1 p.m. UVA ranked number eight in the country right now. So a solid season for them. Virginia Tech, as we've said, still trying to turn things around and have another uh, postseason appearance in Blacksburg this year. Let's get into uh, Major League Baseball a little bit. As we mentioned, the Yankees hosting the Angels. It's been a fun series up there in New York. Um, kind of too bad that Shohei's not pitching this week. That, that would have just been too perfect if it shook out that way that he was pitching against the Yankees. But been a fun series and a series against a team that he could be playing for next year. Get my hopes up, Matthew. Come on, man. <laughs> I I try not to think about that. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I I think probably the two favorites is uh him playing with a New York team and him playing with a Los Angeles team, both in the National League. But I wouldn't say you know any big prize free agent. You have to include the Yankees in the conversation. But, uh, yeah, uh, I would, uh, you know, I think this is a fun series. You know, the Angels have looked solid to start the year. Uh, you can tell they want to win by calling up their best prospect, their number one pick in the 2022 draft. Uh, so they've been aggressive in terms of what they want to do uh, this year. They want to win, and uh, I think they have to be. I mean, they are second in their division right now, um, you know, only behind – ironically the texas rangers have looked good this year so you, you have to give them credit like they are uh they are playing some good baseball they're pitching well which we'll see if they can hold it up i really hope so i mean this happened last year they teased us a little bit at the beginning of the season they played very well mike trout shohei otani obviously are two of the best players in baseball they got off to great starts the team as a whole got off to a great start and then they just collapsed like middle of May. I mean, it didn't even last that long. They were just toying with us, making us think that they were going to have a good season. And then they just collapsed early, early on. So I really hope that they can keep it going longer this year and that they can actually compete. 
Um, I didn't pick them to make the postseason in our preseason predictions, but you know, I could be wrong. They very well could, but I like I I really hope that they do keep things going. But I don't have a whole lot of faith in them. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun series. Yankees and Angels always going to be fun when you get two of the best players, Judge and Otani, going off against Three. each other. Mike Trout's playing too. Uh, ju- ju- duh, I literally just mentioned him. Um, three of the best players in baseball, all in the same field. Always going to be fun when you get that going on. Can I get a shout at Anthony Volpe? Dude's been incredible. I mean, he's uh, showing a lot of skilled shortstop. He's leading the majors, tied for the league lead and stolen bases. So, uh, you know, he got his first career home run the other day. Like, you know, Anthony Volpe's looking really, really good. And that that is something I think speed on the base paths is one thing the Yankees have been lacking recently, especially the past couple of years. If, they, if he can provide that, especially given the new rules, be a big addition yeah definitely i mean i i think you picked him as your rookie of the year right i did yeah could be a solid pick could be another american league east team is off to a roaring start this season they are been setting all kinds of history that's the tampa bay rays not really who we expected but uh they got off to a really really good start i mean the best start we've seen in decades they won their first 13 games of the season that ties the all-time record 13 games in a row to win the season by or to begin the season 13 games won in a row to begin the season by the Rays and that's just part of the dominance that they have had so far Uh, according to Opta stats after their win on Wednesday of this week they're the first team in the modern era to have four shutouts of eight plus runs in their first 19 games of a season. So they have shut out teams four times while scoring eight runs themselves so far this season in 19 games. They they have an extremely high run differential right now. They have homered in every game, which if they hit a home run again this week and in, in the next game, that'll be 20 straight games and that will tie the all-time record. So they are just on a on a roll to start the season to say the least and i did not expect this i thought they would be a good team because they always are they always put together a solid roster somehow but i did not expect this kind of a start from the race i take it with a grain of salt because again this is how they started the season the tigers the nats the a's the red Sox. those are what all last place teams Mm. and yeah. And then yeah. they play the Blue Jays, who are second in the ALEs right now, and lose two or three. And now I will say, all right, then they play the Reds, who also might be a last place team. And they take two of three. So I think part of it is they've gotten a really, really easy schedule to start the year. But the fact that they've won all these games just shows. You know, they're still one of the best run organizations in baseball. They're going to be competing. They're going to be keeping the AL East and in the American League all year, but we'll see. We'll see. Could they come back down to earth a little bit? Probably. We'll see what they do against the White Sox, which that might be a last place team too, given their history. So um, we'll see. I think they will. You know, they're going to have to come back 
down regressively. They're not going to keep up. They're not going to keep up the sixteen and three pace, basically. No, no, they're not because that's just impossible in baseball. You can't you can't keep up that pace for a whole season. But I don't know. So starts like this do kind of worry me because baseball is such a grueling schedule and it's such a long season. Starts like this do worry me because how is this team going to look when they get to, you know, August, September, and then into the postseason? Are they going to be just burnt out from nonstop going throughout the season? Or are they going to have that fire still and be able to stay hot and win a championship? I don't know. I feel like I, I tend to lean towards a really hot start like this and long winning streaks kind of burn you out when you have them too early in the season. You want to be hot and fresh going into the playoffs because those are the teams that end up winning i mean look at the world series last year with the phillies making it to the world series beginning of the season no one would have thought they made it that far but they got hot at the right time that's what the playoffs are all about so if you want to win a world series a start like this does worry me a little bit but for right now it's fun to watch it's historic the rays are a great team and props to them on the season that they've had so far again we're we're only in mid-april late april it's it's too early to be crowning a champion at this point but it's still a historic start to the season uh the red sox as you said they are a last place team but i think you gotta put a little bit of context with that right now because they're nine and nine still they're still playing 500 baseball and the al east every team in the division is at least 500 it's the only division in baseball that can say that they've had some pretty good teams so far this year Obviously, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, but the Orioles. The, are the Orioles the most fun team to watch in baseball so far? I think they could be. They got Especially the, with the Yeah, they got the... They want to call it the Homer Hose, but fans no, are calling the it dong the bong. Dong Bong. Yeah. It's the Dong Bong. Um, yeah, the Dong Bong's dope. Yeah, anytime you have a young team that you can see the talent... it's always super fun. So, uh, yeah, I I think the O's are pretty fun. Um, So, uh, you know, I I, I would uh, agree with that, my friend. Shout out to the Dong Bong. The Dong Bong. What a time. Uh, Yeah, the AL East. It's a a pretty loaded division so far. This feels like the year of the home run celebrations. Like, you see the samurai hat with the Angels. Like, you know, we've seen this coming in the college game with, you know, obviously the... Virginia Tech hammer. I know uh, Tennessee had like a jacket or the fur so coat, it, wasn't it? Wasn't fur it like coat, fur yeah. Coat? The, yeah, so it, it's cool to see like these celebrations now coming into Major League Baseball because, uh, you know, uh, that's really fun to see. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. It, it makes the game more fun. Um, you know, when the, when the teams have a little bit of excitement and fun celebrating these big moments, it does add a little bit, of, a little bit more uh, enthusiasm to the game and it does make it more fun. Not that baseball is not fun, but it just adds a little bit more. Um, sticking in the East, the National League East, I gotta look. I just gotta brag a little bit. The Braves are off to a very good start as well, and I did not expect this. And again, just like with the Rays, a start like this does worry me a little bit. But right now, it's very fun to watch, and I did not expect the Braves to come out this fast and this playing this well to begin the season, but. They start the season with a series win against the Nationals. Then they sweep the Cardinals. They go home and play the Padres, win the first game, and then lose three straight. 
But then they sweep the Reds, sweep the Royals, go back to San Diego for another series with the Padres, and they win two out of three. They lost today, uh, Wednesday, before we hit record on this week's episode of the podcast. The Braves lost one to nothing. But the other two games of this series, pitching was dominant. The offense was there by the Braves. The offense has been phenomenal so far this season. Sean Murphy, best offseason acquisition the Braves have made in a long time. I mean, they just added Matt Olson last offseason, but uh, Sean Murphy so far might be better than Matt Olson, uh, the uh, offseason acquisition. So I'm I'm a big fan of Murphy so far this season. He's been having a really good start. Acuna is back. I mean, everyone on the Braves is producing, and they've also been dealing with a lot of injuries. Max Fried was injured for a while. He's back now, thank goodness. Um, Orlando Arcia is injured. Michael Harris II is injured. So they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, and they've still been playing very, very good baseball. And they are just off to a phenomenal start. They're 14-5 and five so far this season, first place in the National League East. It's been really fun to watch. Uh, you know, this series against the Padres, I think, was huge because they lost three out of four to the Padres in their last series, and now they go to San Diego, and they win two out of three. So I think that was just a really, really big series win for the Braves. Yeah, I think the Braves are the best team in baseball right now, and uh, I don't see that changing for much much of the season. They they're built perfect. They have a really good rotation. Um, I just I think they're probably the best run organization in the league in terms of their ability to keep their talent and develop and then find you know the right pieces here and there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think the Braves are, are the best team in baseball right now, and they're showing it. So they hopefully they will keep up their winning ways. They go home now. They have Thursday off. They go home on Friday for a series against the Astros, so a 2021 World Series rematch in Atlanta at Truist Park. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Another team in the National League East that has also been dealing with some injuries and not gotten off to the start that they had hoped, the Philadelphia Phillies. They're 8-11 and 11 so far this year, but they might be getting one of their star players back pretty soon. Isn't that right? Yeah, Bryce Harper. He is. Uh, you got to give this guy credit. He wants to play baseball. Uh, he is currently, because of his elbow surgery, Tommy John surgery, uh, obviously he can hit, he played DA, like he's, he's working at first base. So he really doesn't have to throw. So it's going to be, uh, you know, do I think Bryce Harper can play first base? Probably. He's a really talented baseball player. So, um, I, uh, I definitely think, uh, it would be interesting to see if he comes back sooner, or plays first base for them. Obviously the Phillies have a big hole at first base right now with the injury of Reese Hopkins who out for the year. So it, it might be kind of the perfect scenario to get Bryce back earlier than expected. They need his offense, and it fills a desperate need of, uh, you know, desperate positional need. Yeah, I think that would be huge. Uh, with Hoskins out for, for the year, that's, um, you know, they got to figure something out. And Bryce Harper coming back, being able to play first base would be huge for them. But also just getting Bryce Harper back into the lineup is going to help them a lot. I mean, this guy won an MVP two years ago and was phenomenal last year and led them to a World Series. So I, I just think that he's a guy that they need to get in the lineup as soon as possible. They need his bat. And I think that 
the, the start they've had is not indicative of the team that they have because they're a really talented team. And we, we both said before the season that Trey Turner was going to have a fantastic year this year, and I still expect him to do so. Um, but Bryce Harper getting back in that lineup is just going to be a huge boost to Philadelphia, and I think that that's, that's something they really need. So the, soon, the sooner he can get back, the better for the Phillies. Uh, heading over to the National League West now, a milestone victory for Clayton Kershaw. He won his 200th game this week for the Dodgers. Kind of surprised that a guy that's been around as long as he has only getting to 200 wins now, but I think that just shows the way the game has changed over the years. You know, it used to be 300 wins was the milestone for pitchers, and that's when they really celebrate them. But 200 seems to be that big milestone now, and Clayton Kershaw has reached that. Congratulations to him. I think he's one of the, if not the best pitcher of his generation. He's got some pretty tough competition there. But it, obviously a future Hall of Fame pitcher, first ballot in my book, probably in most people's opinions. And just, you know, it, it, that really, to me, does show the way the game's changed because 200 wins used to not be as big of a milestone as it is now. Yeah, it was weird to think. Like, when I heard 200, I was like, he's not there already? Um, yeah. But yeah, credit to him. I mean, he's... He's, it's him, Verlander, and Scherzer kind of in the class. Ironically, Scherzer's been teammates now with both of them, uh, or has been teammates with both of them because obviously they were teammates in Detroit. Um, but it, it's, it's those three guys. And, uh, you have to give credit where credit is due with, with Kershaw. He's been, you know, a, a premier pitcher. He's still, he's still at his age. All three of them at their age are still pitching very well. So, uh, credit to Kershaw. He did it against a good Mets team. And so, uh, and he was dominant in that effort. It was a, a shutout. He, you know, he he dominated that game, and uh, it was a classic Clayton Kershaw game. And uh, you know, he's heading to Canton. They're not Canton. He's heading to Cooperstown. Wrong Mixing Hall of up Fame. Your sports there. Hey, they both start with a C. Close enough. Uh, the Max Scherzer thing today that was weird. Uh, he got tossed for for substance on his glove. Apparently, Yelp didn't like it. But uh, we'll see how that develops over the next coming days. Uh, but uh, yeah, good baseball all around. Gonna be watching the rest of this Yankees Angels game, uh, the rest of the night, and uh, you know, fun to get back in the saddle, my friend. Been to any uh any Lynchburg Hillcats games yet? I have not, but if you want to get your Lynchburg Hillcats tickets, insaneradiodeals.com If you're in Lynchburg, so there you go. We are going to our first uh, Flying Squirrels game of the season this weekend. Where I think we're going to the game on Sunday afternoon. They'll be playing the Erie Sea Wolves. So. Always a fun time to get back to the diamond. Um, oh, you know, have fun, go nuts. A, yeah, have fun, go nuts. You know, that's that's my life motto. Um, a little bit of news this weekend or this week out of Richmond that uh, the squirrels, they're not too confident that they're going to stick around if they don't get a new stadium. I think the deadline is twenty twenty five, and that's not yeah, we'll their see. that's not their deadline. That's Major League Baseball's deadline because Major League Baseball sets the standard for what these stadiums need to have for the facilities for their players. And the diamond just doesn't have that right now. And the city has been promising a new stadium and they, they have a developer that they're going to build the stadium with. They have a plan. They just haven't put that plan into action yet. And so they've got two years to get this stadium built, or we might have to say goodbye to the squirrels. The, the squirrels president Lou DiBella came out and said last week that, He's not confident they are going to stick around because he's not confident the city's going to get a stadium built. And they don't want to leave, but 
they have to have a new stadium. So that's what's going on with minor league baseball in Richmond. But I am excited to get back to the Diamond for a game this coming Sunday. And I hope that they get a new stadium built because I like the Flying Squirrels and I like baseball in Richmond. And you, as a native Richmonder, I'm sure that story feels all too familiar. Yeah, we've seen this story before. We'll see if it plays out again. That's kind of it. Like, I'm not shocked by their statement. Uh, a new baseball diamond has been a thing for, like, what, since we were kids. So we'll yep. see. We'll see. And that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area <laughs> Podcast. I'm sorry. Always, we were we were on a high note, and then I just had to bring us down. I, don't, I know. I'm sorry. As always, you can connect with us at Matkins in the News. At Trey Lyle VT, at Madkins News, at Trey Lyle VT. Let me make sure I get Twitter handles right. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.